Hi, this is Connie Sawyer. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. And welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, it's episode 244. I'm Brian Zemrak, your host, and this week, we have Connie Sawyer, who has been in all kinds of TV shows and movies, and you've seen her, but she's never been the lead. But the most unique thing is... She is the oldest working actor or actress in the nation. That's right. Connie Sawyer is 100 years old, and she is continuing to act, and she's been in uh, different shows and everything. We're going to talk about all of that. It's a fascinating story, so I hope you're going to enjoy this one. And Connie will be coming our way in just a few minutes here on On Screen and Beyond. And I just want to remind you, this is the final episode of On Screen and Beyond for 2012. Next week... We have a great guest coming your way for 2013 to start it all off. And uh, it's just been so much fun this year. We've had some great guests. Looking back at all the guests we've had. And uh, why don't you let me know who your favorite guest was? Because uh, always interested to find that out. Uh, people usually tell me in their emails. If you want to email me, feedback at onscreenbeyond.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, if you're on Facebook, please like us. And uh, just uh, go to onscreenbeyond.com. Go down to the bottom. We have a link right there. It'll take you right to it. If you're on iTunes, leave us a review. That'll help people to find us, more people to find us. So that would be great. And if you're going to be shopping, holiday season is uh, over here, but uh, the new year is coming. What I'd like you to do is if you're going to be shopping on some of our sponsors, all I ask is that you click on their ad at onscreenandbeyond.com. It'll take you to their site. You do all your shopping like you normally would, but we're going to get a little credit for that. It'll help us keep going here, and it's the best way to support On Screen and Beyond, other than listening, of course, and we appreciate that, too. So that is it. What do you say? This week we are going to be looking at what's coming your way in theaters and on DVD in January. It's next. We're going to be looking at Remake Madness. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness coming your way in January in theaters. Well, not a whole lot of remakes coming your way, but the story of Hansel and Gretel, The Witch Hunters, hits theaters on January 25th as it retells the story of Hansel and Gretel in a little different way. And Jeremy Renner is going to be the star of that. So that's about it for Remake Madness coming your way in January. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to take a look at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies coming your way in January in theaters. Well, it looks like uh, on January 11th, you can catch Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and Josh Brolin as they star in Gangster Squad. It's uh, as LAPD fights 
to keep the East Coast mob out of L.A. in the 1940s and 1950s. Also on January 11th, you can get a Haunted House. It parodies the latest crop of horror movies, and it stars Marlon Wayans. On January 18th, Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as a former narcotics agent in The Last Stand. And look for Mark Wahlberg, Russell Crowe, and Catherine Zeta-Jones as a star in Broken City as an ex-cop is following the mayor's wife and finds himself in a huge scandal. And almost all of Hollywood comes out in an all-star cast in Movie 43. It's a twisted film from the producers Peter Farley and Charles Wesser. And they gave us Hall Pass and Dumb and Dumber, respectively. So you know what you can catch there. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels coming your way in January in theaters. It's next, taking you down to Sequel City on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, well... Here, once again, we don't have too many coming your way in January. January 4th, you can look for the Texas Chainsaw 3D as it returns to pick up with a 1974 classic, Left Off. So this is a sequel, they'd say. That is it for Sequel City coming your way in theaters in January. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. TV on DVD coming your way in January. Well, we look for Third Rock from the Sun, Season 5 on January 8th. Also on January 8th, you can catch Anger Management, Season 1, Hearts of Fire, the Complete Series, and Smash, Season 1. January 16th, look for Being Human, Season 4, the Jackson 5 Complete Animated Series, and Merlin, Season 4, and Perry Mason, Season 8, Volume 2. January 22nd, Kendra, Season 4. And you can also catch Scarecrow and Mrs. King, Season 4, coming your way. And January 29th, Downton Abbey, Season 3, the original UK edition. And Pan Am, the complete series. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in, in January? We're going to tell you. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Movies coming your way on DVD in January. Well, it looks like Dread with Kyle Urban is going to be coming your way on January 8th. Also on January 8th, Frankenweenie with Martin Landau. And House at the End of the Street with Jennifer Lawrence will be coming your way. And that's what she said with Anne Hake. And on January 15th, The Possession with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Taken 2 with Liam Neeson. And you can also catch To Rome with Love with Ellen Page and End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal on January 15th. January 29th, you can catch Hotel Transylvania with Adam Sandler. That is it for movies coming your way on DVD in January. Next on On Screen to Be On, we're going to take you on a journey with an actress who has been acting for so long. 
She is 100 years old. She is the oldest living active actress and actor in the world, or at least in the United States anyways. I presume it's in the world, but uh, I'm not positive. But anyway, she's 100 years old. She has been on new shows uh, currently, and uh, she's uh, still auditioning for parts. So it's an amazing story. Connie Sawyer is coming up next. She's been in Dumb and Dumber, Pineapple Express. Uh, It just goes on and on what she was in. But we're going to talk about all that and everything else from Connie Sawyer next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress who has had roles in Pineapple Express, Dumb and Dumber, When Harry Met Sally, ER, That 70s Show, Murder, She Wrote, Welcome Back, Cotter, Oh God, Dr. Kildare, and many, many other shows and movies. But the most interesting fact is that she is still working and auditioning for roles, even though she recently turned 100. It's Connie Sawyer. Connie, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, how are you? Great, and congratulations on turning 100. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) I don't feel 100. I don't know what it is to feel 100. I feel like I was 99 or 28. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Connie, you must be the... And and I I never should talk about a woman's age, (laughs) but I'm going to ask you about that. But how is it that at 100 you're still working? Is this something that you, you just enjoy that much? Yes. Let me tell you, I've been in the business over 80 years. Wow. I like performing. And uh, I like to go out on the auditions. Most people don't, but I do. Because I get to see all my old friends. And you know what? It keeps me young. Wow. You get stimulated, and you get to say hello to everybody. And then I, I audition for for uh, commercials and movies and TV. Yeah. And uh, I like to do it. Yeah. Now, are you the oldest working actress out there? I, I would think you yes, would be. I am not the oldest person in SAG or the Academy, but I'm the oldest person working. Right, yeah. I just did two shows on my 100th birthday. Which shows were those? Can you tell well, us? Well, I did a Acura car commercial. I drove the car. Really? <laughs> brand new car. And then I did a, a show. It's a TV comedy show, and it's a big hit. Uh, two Girls Broke. Have you heard about it? Oh, yes. It? Two, two Broke Girls. Yes, yes. Yeah, two, <laughs> I got it backwards again. Yeah. Two Broke Girls. They're young. They're 22 and 23, and they're very nice. And it's a cute show, you know, about uh, they own a, a, a little coffee shop in New York and mm-hmm. a bakery. Yeah, yeah. And they got all the different characters, the cook, and it's, it's cute. It, it got picked up, all the... Kids from 18 to 40 watch it. What was your role in that show? Oh, an old lady, of course. <laughs> uh, I I come in to buy some cupcakes. They they're always pushing the cupcakes in the yeah. in the script. 
Yeah, and it's a cute scene. Um, the first scene, so you have to turn it on, not late. Right. But it, it was fun. And, we, you know, with these comedy shows, another reason I love to do them is they have an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, there's yeah. nothing like working with an audience. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I lived in New York 40 years and did a lot of theater. I was going to ask you that. Did you do a lot of theater and stage work? Oh, my goodness, yes. Do you know, I started in vaudeville in 1930. I worked vaudeville and nightclubs. In San Francisco, mm-hmm. yeah. I grew up in Oakland, and uh, I, I, uh, when I got out of high school in 1930, I won an amateur contest. Everybody thinks that idol is something new. We used to call them amateur contests. Yeah, right, yeah. And I, I, Mama entered me into this comedy well, it was like they gave away prizes, you know, in a little theater mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. They gave away dishes and things. And then they'd have an amateur contest. And I loved it because in those days, the MC would stand with his hand over your head and the <laughs> audience would applaud. Ah. And I won third prize. A stack of pies. <laughs> <laughs> Mama gave all the pies to the people in the neighborhood. Wow, well, that and was And nice. I got a wonderful contract for a whole year to be on Al Pearson's gang on KFRC Radio in San Francisco. Hmm. And, you know, I was always lucky. I always had a mentor. So this lady who was the big star on the show... B. Benaderis, I don't know how you spell her name, so don't ask me. (laughs) Anyway, she said, you should put an act together. We used to call, never call them stand-up in those days. You used to say you did a single. And I put together with a little young writer, and uh, uh, I sang and danced and and. I had special material, songs about the character I was playing. And uh, from there, well, when I was about 18, I didn't want to go to L.A. I went to New York because I wanted to be in theater. Mm -hmm. So uh, I worked my way across the country playing vaudeville and, and nightclubs. Wow. And uh, I got to New York in 1940, and William Morris groomed me. They took me on, and uh, I played all the beautiful East Side Supper Clubs, the Blue Angel, the Reuben Blue, the Village Vanguard, Cafe Society, up down in downtown. I played the Versailles, and I did the... I did the palace, not at two-a-day. It was when they had four-a-day, real vaudeville, you know. Wow, four shows a day. uh, That's what I did, and I played London. That was the last club I worked. In 1956, I had two children, two little girls. I was married, and I quit and became a character actress. Hmm. 
because yeah. I didn't want to go on the road anymore. So, and that's when I went into theater. Yeah. Now, did you travel a lot? You said you went to London. Were there other places that you went? Oh, yes. When I did my single, I played all over the country. Wow. Cleveland, New York, Milwaukee, California. I played in Texas. Yeah, the William Morris sent me everywhere. What? And then when I got married and had children and played London, I said, that's it. Yeah. So then I became a character actress. Yeah. So what and was I, huh? What was your first TV role? Do you remember? Good question. Oh, yeah, it was Dumont. That was the first, first TV? old TV show. They didn't really know what the heck they were doing, and I think the comic's name was Jack Carter. Okay, yeah, I know I know who Jack Carter is, yes. Well, I was the girl comedian, he was the boy, and we used to ad-lib like crazy. They, they call them improvisations today. Right, In yes. In my day, it was ad-libbing, and, you know, nobody knew how to press the right buttons. <laughs> it was really something, and Jack used to say, go to this part, go to that part, you know. <laughs> Or we tell the audience they don't know what they're doing, and and you know we get laughs. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand you were on the Jackie Gleason show at one time. Well, you know, before he did the Honeymooners, he had a show in New York, like a variety show. Yeah. And I used to play the sketches on him. I played all the comedy sketches. I was. Uh, there weren't many girl comedians around in those days. And uh, I remember when he was going to do the Honeymooners, he called me in to audition. And I made the biggest mistake of telling, because I'd worked with him on those other shows. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm pregnant now. He said, I, I can't put up with that, Connie. Uh. And then I think that girl got in, yeah. Yeah. Didn't mean I would get in after the audition. It was just that uh, I shouldn't have told him I was pregnant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't that young then, and I decided I wanted to have that baby more than I wanted to do anything. So. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. choices in life. That's right, that's right. And mine were never always show business. They were always family. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Now, I treated show business like a business, yeah. not like an ego trip. Yeah, yeah, it was a business to me. Papa taught me that. Now, you've been in all kinds of TV shows. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on and on. Being, yeah, I know. Being a character actor. And I just did a movie with, um, you know the guy from Friends, uh, Matt LeBlanc? Yes, yeah. Yeah, we just did. He just did a movie, Lovesick. He, he's he's adorable. He even sent me a a birthday card for a hundred. Oh, Somebody cool. told him. He said that I was a hundred. He said that's awesome. We just worked together. Wow. And uh, uh, I thought that was very sweet. He's a very nice man. Really. And I said to him, "How many years were you on Friends?" He said, "I think eleven. I said, you must be loaded. He said, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 
had a great sense of humor. I loved him. <laughs> now, of all the shows that you've been on, is there one that's your favorite? Well, you know, as all girl comics and boy comics, we love to do drama. And I always said comics make the best actors. I did a movie with Maximilian Shell. I don't think many people ever saw it. Do you know what it was called? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Keep talking, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, uh, this is what I do, I forget names. Yeah, no, that's... The Man I, I, in the Glass Booth. Okay. It was about a Nazi guy who killed all the Jews and the gay people in the... And, and people in Germany who were against Hitler. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they had him in a glass booth. It was written by an English actor called Robert Shaw. Uh-huh. And they did it on Broadway, and they did it in London, and then they made a movie of it. And I got the movie, Arthur Hiller. Mm-hmm. I think he's still alive. I hope so. He was ill, but I don't think he's gone, thank goodness. And uh, it was interesting, very yeah. interesting. And I, I, I had a dramatic role. It was so cute. I had two scenes, and I was so excited. And I kept saying, hey, Connie, you might win the Academy Award. Two scenes. <laughs> well, they cut one scene. So I said, there goes the Academy Award. <laughs> I always make jokes. Yeah. You know, you have to laugh about life. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I've lived so long. Yeah, wow. Attitude, that's... attitude. And keep moving. And don't eat a lot of junk food. And don't smoke. And don't drink a lot of booze. It'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Connie, I want to look at a couple of the shows that you've been on over the years. And if you could just give us your impression of what that show was like working you were on Dr. Kildare with Richard Chamberlain, right? Yeah, nice man. He's alive. Yes. He's still working. He just did a play over in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. Very nice man. He lived in uh, Hawaii for quite a while. Yes. But yeah. he's back now in the States. Yeah, yeah. Now, you also worked on, uh, let's see here, a role on the Andy Griffith show, right? Oh, what a sweet man. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have a big club where he lived. He just passed away. Yes, yes. And I, I got a big letter saying uh, from fans that were fans of his and send me pictures, and I did. Did you ever see Becker? Yes, yes. That was my favorite comedy show. Oh, it was, yeah. Well, Ted yeah, Hansen. because I played Mrs. Malinsky. And she was a screaming old lady, cranky. <laughs> and it was funny. The script was funny. Yeah. Wow. She walked real slow. And and she never could. And she'd come in cranky. Yeah. I did three of them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Now, you were also on All in the Family and Archie Bunker's Place, correct? Yeah, Archie. You know, Carol O'Connor was a very good friend of mine. Oh, he was, yeah. Yes, I knew him and and his wife in New York when we were all broke and not making a lot of money. And he used to live in a cold water flat years ago. And uh, then he became very famous. And he always, he was in Theater West with me. That's a, uh, it's still running. It's over 50 years old. All the people from New York started this little theater because we wanted to keep working, you know, in in theater. It was like a... a a workshop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Carol, I remember I said to Carol, you know, uh, you should write. He was very good at writing dialogue, and he directed and acted in Theater West. And then he be all in the family. He became famous, and um, I said you should write a play about divorced people that don't need money, but they're all emotionally upset because going to a divorce is, is it's mind-boggling. It's horrible. And uh, um, he wrote about middle-class people in this apartment. It was called Ladies of Hanover Tower. Mm-hmm. And we did it at Theater West. It was a big success. It was three one-act plays, and you know the taper and the Amazon wasn't built yet, but uh, UCLA had a theater going there, and they they booked us into UCLA for twelve weeks with the ma- ladies of Hanover Tower, and uh, uh, it became a movie. And uh, he was doing All in the Family, and he wanted me to play the Jewish lady who's going through a divorce and didn't want it. And the network said, you have to get a star for that part. Yeah. And he, they gave him Lee Grant, who's a friend of mine for 50 years. Oh, wow. And... Uh, he said, she's too young. So he said to me, when I get more clout, and I have real clout, they'll do, the network will do what I want them to do. I can't control this now. So I didn't get to play my part. Lee did it on television. But a few years later, he got Archie Bunker's place, and he he did, he got a, to be a superstar, cut to the chase. He did a two-parter on Heat of the Night. Remember that? Oh, yes, yeah. And he said, I want Connie Sawyer for that part. I don't want an actress that everybody has seen. And the network started to fight with him. He said, well, I won't do it if you don't hire Connie Sawyer. So they hired Connie Sawyer. Wow. (laughs) I said, boy, you got clout now. And he got me the two-parter. Wow, that's great. So when he died, you know, 
I love him. I just loved Carol. He and I were good friends. And his wife, she's still alive, but she has Alzheimer's. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And his son's wife with the child is alive. They're fine. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Now, on Archie Bunker's place, you played Martin Balsam's mother, correct? Yeah, and he was two years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> And that little lady that played my sister, I forgot her name, she's gone. It was a funny bit mm-hmm. where he's he's bringing this shiksa, this little Gentile girl, to the dinner. And I don't want him to marry only into the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. And it was cute. It was a funny script and a little sad. Yeah. 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 And you... it was fun to work. Yeah. And, you know, Gene is not very well. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so sad, my friends. Yeah, yeah. Now, you worked with um, Rock Hudson on Macmillan and Wife, correct? Yeah, I did two of them. And Nancy, that funny lady that was married to Dravy Craig, Nancy, come on, help me. Um, Nancy Walker. Huh? Nancy Walker. Yes. My gosh, I've known them. They're both gone. Nancy, she was so cute. Wasn't oh. she a funny lady? Oh, yes. Very Want to hear a true story? Sure. Well, David Craig, her husband, taught actors to be comfortable when they sing, who couldn't really sing very well. And I did his class. I'm I'm a class goer. And... Uh, they were going to do the Follies. I saw the Follies in New York, and when I went to David's class, I said, I want to learn that song. And uh, what's his name? Harold Prince came out and said, Ethel Chate isn't feeling too well, and we're going to go on the road if the show catches on. Do you know some lady that could come and be her standby? And Nancy said, "Yeah, they were at dinner at Nancy and and at Nancy's house." And Harold said, "What did you say her name was?" She said, "Connie Sawyer. Don't you remember she worked at Versailles and all the clubs? She's a funny lady. She sings and dances." He said, "Connie Sawyer." Oh, he said, I think she's too young for the part. Nancy said, have you seen her lately? <laughs> and uh, he said, so they auditioned me, and I got the part. And I went on for Ethel twice because she was ill. The show was the first show that played the Schubert Theater here. And you know, L.A. is not a real good theater town. Yeah. People hadn't gone out that far, and they said it's too far to go. And, and the Follies is not about the Follies and the showgirls. It's about some of the sick people in the Follies, and the show didn't go here. Huh. Yeah. And I had the contract to go on the road, and I thought, oh, my goodness, my kids are grown. I can go to New York again. Hmm. And you know we didn't go anywhere. Oh, really? They closed the show. Uh, and that's the disappointments of show business. Yeah, yeah. Gee. 
Yeah, and then the show about five years later became a big hit all over again. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you also worked on the Rockford Rockford Files with James Garner. Oh, what a sweet man. Yeah, I did a couple of those. Yeah? He's a very nice man. I enjoyed working on him. Now, here's a show that, I don't know if you'll remember this one, but Welcome Back, Cotter. You were on there with Gabe Kaplan and John Travolta. You bet I remember that. You do? I was very young, and I played his Italian grandmother. And they, <laughs> uh, and he was very young, and his sister was on the show. We became good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did a couple of those playing his Italian aunt. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. hair was just starting to get gray a little. Yeah. yeah. And so they sprayed it with more gray. I remember that. <laughs> She said, don't worry, it washes out, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you think that he would become the big star that he's become? Yes, I did. Yeah, you could tell. He was a good actor besides being a heck. He was a wonderful dancer and gorgeous to look at with that dimple in his chin. <laughs> and uh, uh, I said to him, you're going to be a superstar. I was right. Yeah. I pick him, boy. <laughs> Now, you were in the movie Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, very interesting story. It was Jimmy Carney, what? Say his name, James Carney. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, nice man. Real funny, big, broad comedy. Oh, yes. Very sweet, very good dramatic actor. There's another one. Yeah. Yep. I went to Salt Lake City, and I stole his groceries. It was a little scene. And we got up to Salt Lake City, and he said, We're not going to get to you for a while, Connie. Uh, What would you like to do? I said, I'd like to go see Robert Redford's place. He said, Okay, give Connie a car and let him take her up there. So he let me drive up to Robert Redford's place, and uh, then I went to see uh, the the choir in the tabernacle and got to see Salt Lake City. Hmm. Yeah, and then I was there seven or eight or nine days for that little scene where I steal his groceries (laughs) and drive away in the cart. Yeah. He was very nice, very, very nice. Hmm. I always was hoping I could play another part with him in a movie, but I never did even get a call. Well, there's but still that's time. show business again. Yeah, but there's still yeah. time. <laughs> you always think, well, I was so good in that one, I bet you they call me again. Well, you can bet they never call you again. <laughs> huh. yeah. You know, it's it's the biz. Yep, yep. Jeez. It has nothing to do with you as a human being or actress. You know, yeah. you roll a seven or you crap out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you find that you have to have a thick skin to be in show business? Yeah, and I think you're right because my daughter, Lisa, was a good actress. She couldn't take the business. My granddaughter, Hannah, couldn't take the business. They quit. I've only got one boy in the biz, and he studied at 
NYU, He's a, and he went to RADA in London. He's a real actor. He studied Shakespeare and all the classics, and he lives in New Orleans, which, to your surprise and the whole world's surprise, it's a wonderful theater town. All the people that live there, there are four theaters there, and they sponsor all of them. And Sam just called me last night. He's doing Romeo and Juliet, and uh, he's got this, he's in this little repertoire theater, and he's very happy. He's, he's doing what he likes, and he, he can do musicals, he can do Shakespeare, he does plays. I went to see him three times, and he's a good actor. That's great. And he likes the biz. He does. He likes theater. Yeah. And he's doing what he wants. He's in repertoire theater. Hmm. Now, he's Colin, not getting rich, but he's having a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> now, Connie, over the years, you've worked with a lot of great comedians, and some of the most recent ones on the TV shows that you were on with them, one of them was Tim Allen from Home Improvement. Oh, Tim. Very nice man. That was an interesting show, wasn't it, with the family? I just read an article on him. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice man. And the lady, his wife, was very nice. I've been lucky. I've worked on shows where everybody's so nice. Yeah. And you also worked on Seinfeld, correct? Seinfeld. Was, uh, yeah, I did two of them. One was a promo where they promoted, and then one was that funny sketch where we ride the scooters trying to catch the the, the comic, the young boy, what, uh, what's his name, Jason? Oh, dear, you're not helping me. <laughs> I, I, I got an that. excuse. I'm 100. Right. <laughs> my memory for names is not so very... Well, I'll tell you, it's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> now, over the years, of course, you started, you said, back in the, the in the 30s, Movies and TV shows have changed over the years. Oh, boy, haven't they? <laughs> now, you were in Pineapple Express. Yeah, all the kids loved it. Yeah, Oh, yeah, it was a big hit movie. But do you notice a big difference in whether it be the, the storyline or the language that they use? You want to hear about that, that movie? Sure. There was no script. We ad-libbed everything. Really? Improvisation. I kept screaming, I want writer's credit. I want more money. And they kept saying, shut up, Connie. <laughs> I loved that lib. I did it in my act all the time with audiences, drunks in the audience, you know, smoking. Don't smoke when I'm on. Don't light up. I'm going to walk off if you guys smoke. And then when I finished my act, I said, light up. <laughs> you know, when you're... When you do comedy, you know you can get away with murder. But uh, if you're if you're cute and funny and you're not insulting, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, you play for real. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of all the different actors you've worked with, is there one that in particular was your favorite to work with, or you were so excited to work with that person? I I loved all the men I worked with, but I loved Matt. LeBlanc, and I love James Franco in, oh. in uh, uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. He played my grand, grandson, yeah. and he smoked pot and sold it mm -hmm. in the storyline. 
so he could keep his grandma in the retirement home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was a very bright boy. He was going to go back to Columbia and get his Ph.D., and he's done some beautiful, dramatic work. Oh, yes. Did you see 127 about the guy that had to cut his arm off Ooh, out yeah. of a true yeah. story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love James Franco. Yeah. 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 I loved all the guys. You know, I loved Bert Lahr in the old days and Milton Berle. Oh, oh, I did so many of the comedy sketches with him, and I loved him. You know, he had an ego as big as this country house I'm living in, and he was funny, and he would blow a whistle all the time, and he, he would let the director direct, but he really directed. Wow, jeez. <laughs> yeah, Bert Lahr and Phil Silvers, what a sweet man. <laughs> yeah, he, they're gone, Milton's gone. Yeah, you've worked with yeah. some great people. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful men comics. Yeah. And, uh... I was well, trying to think, oh, Billy Crystal. That's right, you He's worked with Billy young, Crystal. wonderful comic of today. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you think? Oh, yeah, and he's got a new and, movie and coming And what out. was that funny man on 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 uh, uh, Burnett's show? Carol uh, Burnett. Which one, Harvey Corman? No, uh, Tim Harvey's Conway? gone. He, the other guy, the little guy, Tim. he's still alive. Tim Conway. Yeah, the funniest man in the world. Oh, yeah. He is so sweet and funny, yeah. So you worked with him before? No, oh, never. Yeah. I met him at parties and yeah. kept telling him, you know, I how much I loved his work and I would love to work with him, but I never got that opportunity. Well, Connie, I want to finish up with two final questions. Yeah. It takes us away from your acting and everything, but... When you watch TV now, what are your favorite shows to watch, and what is your favorite shows of all time? That's a hard question, <laughs> all time. I don't know. There were too many I loved in the old days. They just took Kathy Bates off. She played that lady lawyer yep, yep. with a man's name. What was uh, that? Was it Harry? Something like that. Yeah. Harry's Law. Harry's Law, that's right, yes. They took it off, but I hear she's ill. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was my favorite show. And The Good Wife. Mm-hmm, yes. And uh, what was the other question? My favorite show of all time? Yeah. Oh, or I just some know. of your favorite shows in the past. That's a hard question for me. That's okay. See, I loved so many yeah. in the old days. Some of the shows today are so fast, and they talk fast, Yeah. so it's hard for me. I hear them, because I have hearing aids, and I sit up close, but they talk too fast, or they mumble. They're not theater people trained first. Right. They get right into television, and they mumble. Mm -hmm. So I have a little hard time today, and... Uh, but there are loads of shows on that the kids love, you know, my grandchildren love. Yeah. But they're, they're hard for me. What? I might as well be honest. Yeah. What about movies, Connie? What's your favorite movies? Oh, we love, we have some good movies. Did you see Lincoln? 
Not yet, but I heard it's oh, really good. It's brilliant, brilliant! I bet you it wins the Academy. You think so? I yeah. bet you those. I bet Day Lewis wins. Yeah. I bet everybody on Lincoln is brilliant. Every little part. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, I saw a very interesting film made in London with Maggie Smith, the Quartet. Oh, the last. See, I belong to the Academy, and they send me. Films. The screeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm busy watching now. Is that the last quartet you were talking about? With yeah, um, it just came out. Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, and uh, it's uh, very interesting yeah. English film with Maggie Smith, who's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else did I see that I loved? We get movies Thursday and Sunday. Do you know I live at the Motion Picture Home? That's what I heard, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. The grounds are absolutely magnificent. They have so many gardeners, and there's it's huge. Hmm. And there's loads of activities, and the food is wonderful. There's three dining rooms. Wow. I'm in the cottages. We can take care of ourselves. I have a nice cottage with a bedroom and a kitchen, and they allow your pets my dog just died, my uh, little I'm Mitzi sorry. Gaynor. She was a Pomeranian, and I named her Mitzi Gaynor. Yeah. <laughs> Mitzi Gaynor, brilliant performer yes. and very cute and funny. She's the president of the Ladies and Gentlemen's Dance, professional dancers, and I'm a joiner, so I'm a dancer, I'm a klutz. But <laughs> I joined, and I told her, I hope you don't get offended. I named my dog after you. She said, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still dancing and you're going out and having a good time? Well, I can't tap dance anymore, <laughs> but I still go to line dancing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah and I can ballroom dance, yeah. you know. Well, that's good. That keeps keeps you young. Oh, yeah, and I go to the gym three days a week. We have exercise class hmm. for senior people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, well, lots of activities. That's great. Well, Connie, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to oh, talk to us. Oh, that's good. It's almost 5 o'clock. It's dinner time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I talked until dinner. Well, yeah. I'll let you go. All right. Well, Connie, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Okay. It was nice talking to you. Happy, healthy New Year. What an amazing story. Connie Sawyer, 100 years old, still acting. Unbelievable, the story she's got. She's been acting for so long. It's just incredible, and we appreciate her very much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. I did have to uh, uh, speak a little louder than normal, and uh, you know, I apologize if that was an inconvenience to anybody, but in order for her to hear me, we had to do that, So, uh, and I had to talk a little bit slower, so... Uh, but just just amazing listening to her talk. Loved it very much. Hope you enjoyed it, too. This is the last episode of 2012 here at On Screen and Beyond. And once again, I want to thank everybody who has been listening over the past year and all along since 2007. We appreciate you spending time with us and listening to our stories and listening to the actors we've had and the actresses and, and, and the musicians and everything else here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, I thank you very much. And I love hearing from you. I appreciate all the emails we've gotten this year. And if you would like to uh, communicate with me, go ahead. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I will get back to you. And uh, thank you very much for taking the time. 
That is it. That is a wrap for uh, 2012 here at On Screen and Beyond. Next week, we have another fascinating guest to come and start out the new year, 2013. So I hope you're going to be with us when we once again take you On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.